Hi, this is Dr. Neil Shaw, and this is our current episode of Masters of Beauty. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking with makeup artist Renine Atia, who also doubles as an esthetician. We're going to look at how makeup and the field of aesthetics are tied together and are being used to create visual changes in the faces of our patients. Now, there's some technical things that we talk about in this, but there's a few terms I'd like to discuss before um, we listen to the podcast. Some of the things we talk about are fillers and Botox. I'm going to explain what fillers are Botox for those in our audience who don't know what the difference is. So fillers are substances we inject in our face, and these substances are used to actually create volume in different areas. Most of the fillers that are on the market are made up of a substance called hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid is a normal gel found in our body. It's made in a laboratory, so most of the time it's non-human derived. And this gel can last anywhere from two months up to two years and more, depending on how it's cross-linked. Cross-linking prevents the hyaluronic acid from degrading and being absorbed in our body. Different types of manufacturers will cross-link these products in different ways, which is kind of the secret sauce in the difference between many of these different types of fillers. The other types of fillers that are available are called Sculptra and Radius and Bellafil. Sculptra uses poly-L lactic acid, which causes your body to make inflammation and can last up to two to four years. And this is used for volume throughout the cheek area. Radius is made of calcium hydroxyapatite, which is a similar substance to our bones. This lasts anywhere from six months to a year and a half. And finally, Bellafil is a permanent filler um, which is made up of a combination of collagen and methyl methacrylate. So all of these different types of fillers are used in different areas of the face, and that's a different type of thing we're talking about in this podcast. Also discuss Botox in this uh, podcast. And for Botox, it's a generic term that describes botulinum toxin, also known as a neuromodulator. The way botulinum toxin works in our face is that it basically prevents the muscles from releasing acetylcholine. This prevents our muscles from moving, and patients who are very expressive will also notice lines. So by preventing our muscles from move, making and moving, we'll notice that these areas become smoother over time. In this podcast, we also talk about different skincare products, and the skincare product I want us to talk today about is Luminoso. Luminoso is made up of a special product called Arbutase. Arbutase is as strong as hydroquinone, but is naturally derived. With Arbutase, patients will actually see visible lightening, most likely within six weeks. The reason it takes six weeks is that our cells that make pigment, also known as melanocytes, take some time to quiet down or quiesce. With the use of this product, patients can notice some improvement in their browns. For patients who want more visible changes, we recommend they get um, a more laser-based or light-based treatment. Renine. Renine is an esthetician who works in my office, who's amazing, by the way. And thank you. And Renine is also a, a actually a makeup artist. And so what we're going to talk about today um, is how we look at the face differently. Now, Renine can look at the face differently through the eyes of a makeup artist, as well as uh, you know the eyes of seeing it through a plastic surgery. So we're going to talk about some common complaints that a lot of you listeners are going to have at home, and there's different ways of solving these issues. Renine's going to be speaking, um, taking off her 
esthetician hat and you're really going to be using her makeup artist hat today. And we're going to see these issues and some hopefully these solutions will be helpful for you. So, uh, Renine, um, how long have you been doing makeup artist for? So I've been doing makeup for actually 20 years. Um, it was just a natural uh, thing that I've started, you know, to love. You know, I love it. It's awesome. Okay. And so I think there's certain challenges and things that we see in plastic surgery that makeup artists tend to see as well. And so I'm going to kind of go issue by issue and we'll kind of talk about how I would fix it and how you would fix it. And I think from a viewer perspective, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to do surgery or need to do fillers or Botox. Um, it just might be a simple thing as, hey, I can change my makeup or I can do this. And how do we fix the problem? And what's the answer to the solution? So the first area we're going to talk about is under eye darkness, that kind of I look, um, I look tired. Um, so Renine, they come to you for makeup. What are you doing for these patients? So when a girl comes in, usually, um, she always wants to look like some celebrity out there. Like she'll always say, I want, um, you know, Kylie's lips or Kim's cheekbones. So I'm doing that. It's actually very easy through makeup. Um, you know, starting with under eye filler. Um, I just like to brighten it up by using a medium to full coverage under eye concealer. Um, and I like to actually let it sit on the face for, you know, anywhere from three to five minutes. And that's actually going to penetrate deeper into the skin. So it's going to actually cover up more of the darkness and shadowing. So it's going to brighten up under the eye. Are there any brands of concealers that you say are your go-to brands or if someone's coming in, it's, they want to cover up? Definitely. Tarte's uh, my number one now. Um, it's by, you know, it's called Shape Tape. And it is by Tarte. It is amazing. Um, also, I love Cover FX. And both of those products, you know, I usually get from Sephora. And if someone has wants to do something at home, are these products they can use at home on themselves? Yep. Very easy. Um, and nowadays, there's makeup tutorials on, um, you know, YouTube. So everybody's looking at YouTube for tutorials. And, and when you're applying makeup here, is this mostly to cover up the darkness or the shadow? What, what is the effect that you're trying to create? So I'm covering up the darkness with concealer. So um, I'll use concealer in different ways, um, but usually it's to highlight. So I like to use it under the eyes. If I want to like do a dramatic cheekbone, um, I like to add a little bit on the, the high arch of the cheekbone, um, even on the center of the lid. Um, just to kind of open up the eye a little bit um, above the lip to give you more of a, a like a bigger pout. Um, yeah, there's so many ways to play with that. And then the other issue with concealer is do you try to match the skin tone? Or you try to go a little lighter? What's your what's your technique there? I personally go uh, at least two to three shades lighter with concealer. Um, I like the brighter under eye look. Um, if you want to go more of a natural approach to the, you know, your makeup, then definitely this, you know, you can use the same tone as your skin, but I like to go lighter. Okay. And then, uh, so from a plastic surgeon's perspective, you know, when I see this under eye hollow, um, look, you know, a lot of times for me, it means people are losing volume, missing volume from underneath there. So, uh, filler and fat transfer over the last few years is going to be kind of a game changer for a lot of patients. I think that can really help with patients. And so I like adding volume. And to me, that helps that improve that shadow. Uh, there's sort of an analogy over here. When you see that shadow, it's sort of like um, when you're in the ocean and you're in shallow water, the water looks kind of brighter and blue. But then when you get to the deep water, it tends to be a little bit darker. And I think that under eye area kind of has that same sort of analogy where you can see um, that when it starts to see that deep crevice, uh, it really is hard, and that's where the filler can really kind of knock that out of the park. Um, 
What about wrinkles? So someone comes in and says, I have some wrinkles around my eye um, and I have puffiness around my eye. How do you fix that with makeup? So wrinkles is kind of hard um, to fix or to kind of, you can kind of camouflage it through makeup, but now you're going to have to go with a more of um more of a natural to medium coverage only because if you're going to go too thick with a foundation or with a concealer with like an aged skin, um, it tends to show more through makeup. So I actually like to use very little um, product. Um, some of the products out there, they talk about people who have those products that kind of temporarily get rid of wrinkles. Um, do you have any experience with, uh, with those that sort of have like these silicone based products and they sort of temporarily lift those? Um, yeah, those are okay, but um, they're okay. But the best thing to do is actually, you know, see a plastic surgeon like Dr. Shaw or something. <laughs> uh, and, and so this is where uh, under eyes, the wrinkle areas, kind of one of the first areas that we're going to see wrinkles show up. And um, this is where things like fillers and peels, and this kind of goes into Renine's other hat for she's an esthetician and kind of crosses over with a lot of this. And um, this is where uh, lasers can be really helpful. And even under eyelid surgery can really be helpful to kind of um, again, improve those lines, um, improve the wrinkles in, in that area. Um, puffiness is another area of concern. Um, from a makeup perspective, is there anything that can uh, depuff uh, um, under puffy under eyelids? So, um, with puffy under eyes, I usually like to kind of, like if if it's really puffy under the eye, I'll try to give them um, either some kind of um, like products to kind of help reduce, um, you know, the puffiness, but usually, um, in time using, after using like a setting spray or any kind of primer, you know, that kind of helps calm the skin down a little bit and get it better, you know, ready for makeup. So you're saying you have an unfair advantage to other makeup artists that you will kind of actually treat the puffiness with a skincare product. Ex exactly. Um, and I think the puffiness, it really depends on what the puffiness is for. And when I'm talking about treating that for myself, um, if the puffiness is from extra fat, um, you can try to mask that with filler. You can actually try to remove the puffiness, um, which is, again, a surgical procedure. And and some of the skincare products are actually pretty good at those temporary puffiness Absolutely. things, which, uh, which you were kind of alluding to earlier. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about some other areas. Uh, so, so patients come in, and they don't like their nose. So you have a bride-to-be. She says, I don't like my nose. And the question for you is, um, how can we make her nose more attractive? First of all, if her nose is too wide, um, what are you doing it from a makeup perspective? So, um, whether her nose is, you know, if it's too wide or too high or whatever it is, the way to minimize, um, the appearance of the nose, like if you want it to look skinnier or whatever, you're going to have to use shadow, which is also known as like contour. So like, you're going to always want to get like a darker, um, whether it's, you know, it's going to be in the Browns, a uh, Brown family. So you're going to use a nice, uh, my personal go-to is the Kat Von D. Uh, palette and um, I use that to shadow so I'll go ahead and apply it towards the um, sides of the bridge of the nose and I'll make you know I'll draw it whichever way we're you know whatever we're trying to do whether it's to make it thinner or to make it um, not too high or whatever it is so it's usually just through contour and it's a darker shadow along there and is there an advice for for how dark you want this in relation to skin tone so it's definitely, yeah, you want it to be at least, I mean, it's dark. It's going to be like light brown to a dark brown. Those are the shades that you have to work with. So what I like to do is I like to shade um, the outer sides of the nose and then through the center of um, the bridge, I always highlight it. So I'll use like a light, whether it's a concealer or, you know, usually it's concealer, 
and I'll go ahead and draw like a little line down the bridge of the nose. And then along the side of that, I add the um, contour. And if someone has a, a larger nasal tip, can you can you work with that same technique to kind of uh, absolutely? That? Yep. Yeah. And then you're just gonna work. Okay. So the tip, you just you know you're gonna shade that in. So whatever you want to make look thinner or you know reduce the appearance, you just want to shade it. So the shading is with the dark, and then you highlight with the light. And let's say someone has a shadow. Let's say, let's say they've had a, an indentation in the nose, a previous rhinoplasty maybe that wasn't performed as as delicately as possible. Um, how do you deal with those indentations? So I'll highlight it because any kind of indent is going to create a shadow. So I'll always put that concealer on top of that. So I'm always concealing what I want to hide and I shade. Um, I'm sorry. I want to always shade what I'm trying to hide. But um, and I always uh, highlight whatever I want to like bring out. OK. And I, I always think it's amazing when you can see. Uh, people's noses and how they can look so different with makeup and without makeup and how you can see these huge transformations. Um, you know, from a surgical perspective, if someone's nose is too wide, we actually will physically narrow it. You know, if someone's nose is too high, we'll actually physically narrow it, uh, lower that part. If their tip is wider, we can actually reshape it. So I think it's kind of fun. And I think from um, understanding what patients are trying to do with makeup, a lot of times as a surgeon, you try to translate that into their surgical result so that maybe they don't have to feel like they need as much makeup. Or if they're doing something like yoga or working out uh, where they can't wear makeup as much, um, that they're not going to feel as uh, conspicuous and feel uh, more confident about their appearance. Um, uh, what, what about um, cheekbones? This is one of those hot things that I think um, I always find it. Um, uh, I love when I see women with like prominent cheekbones and seeing that aspect. What can you do for women with um, who just want to see that look with makeup? So I agree. I love cheekbones. Um, absolutely love cheekbones. And the way to create more of a, um, you know, dramatic or, you know, you just want to show off your cheekbones a little bit. I Same thing. You're going to take that contour kit and you're going to um, uh, shade in, you know, right below the cheekbone. Um, you're literally drawing um, a line right below the cheekbone, and then you're gonna take that highlight, and of course you gotta you gotta blend in um, the shadow. Please let's not forget to blend. And then you take the highlight, um, which is the lighter shade, and you're gonna go ahead and apply that on the high, um, like above the brow bone, and that's gonna that's gonna make your cheekbones pop. And um, uh, and I, I um, what I like to do that from a surgical perspective. Uh, a lot of times it's not surgery. What we used to do is putting uh, things like cheek implants and things of that nature, uh, it kind of looked fake. So a lot of times we're able to kind of create these cheek, um, uh, you know, more prominent cheekbones with the use of filler, longer lasting fillers, and some great fillers on the market right now like Voluma, Restylane Lift, uh, Restylane Define. And these products look amazing in a lot of um, people. Actually, myself and my face, I have that product. Um, and uh, it definitely helps me from uh, looking older and um, it helps, I think, photograph better. Um, another common area that women talk about is lips and, you know, as a lot of women get older, uh, their lips tend to kind of get, lose a lot of that red and then kind of the lips that are in for a lot of the, uh, Instagram, uh, crowd is that fuller lip, um, makeup wise, what are you going to do for them, Renine? So it's actually very simple. You're just going to overdraw your lips. Um, it's, it always helps to have, you know, a good, I want to say like 
canvas sorghum, meaning your lips are already big. But if they're not too big and you just want them to be a little bit more poutier, you're just going to simply overdraw your lips with a, sh a darker lip liner. I'm not talking about like a dark, dark lip liner, but a darker lip liner to the color that you decide to wear that day. So if I'm going to wear like a nude, I'm going to go with like a warmer brown lip liner and then I'm going to blend that into my lip and then apply my nude lipstick on top of all of that. Um, and the reason why I do that is because if you're going to draw your lips with a lighter shade lip liner, you're losing a lot of, a lot of your lip volume. It's not going to show, but if you, um, draw the lip that you want with a darker shade, it's, you're going to hide the lip line, you know, your original lip line better. So do you think there's any role for like lip plumpers? Do you think they work? And do you ever use them in patients if they say, I really want my lips plump and we're not doing anything as far as like filler or what's your thoughts on that? So I personally, I mean, I've used lip plumpers. I've used, you know, it very, there's temporary, like maybe for like three minutes it works or it might be just all in your head. I really don't. If you want fuller lips, I think you should just get injected with filler. And I think that's why filler has become so much more popular. Yeah, I think for um, and a lot of the products, again, are lasting longer. You're seeing pa patients get, you know, at least a year duration, uh, depending on what type of products you're using. And um, there's definitely a lot of artistry in injecting lips. And I love when you see lips that have been injected and then you can see them putting uh, makeup on artfully around there. Um, what about jawlines? So you see women wanting to have that shadow, men too, but women, we're talking about makeup here. Um, women trying to get that shadow along the jawline. Um, anything you can do from a makeup perspective? Yeah, same thing. You're just going to shadow what you want to hide. So, um, you know, if you have like a double chin, you're going to add that from the, the contour kit, you're going to add like a darker, uh, the shade, the darker color underneath. And then, um, you know, you just kind of blend it throughout your neck. Um, and then the area that's also hot now is, uh, it's from a surgery's perspective, kind of improving, uh, the jawline. And there's a lot of non-surgical options here, a lot of surgical options. And again, here, it's going to be kind of adding structure where you need it. So where you're adding, um, uh, shadow, a lot of times we're going to be adding product and that can be like either a filler fat, sometimes even chin implants. Um, and when there's extra stuff subtracting, that's where we're physically going to remove that during a surgical procedure. And I think they're both, um, you know, both options that can work hand in hand. Um, what about patients with their brows? Sometimes they have that heaviness along their brows. Uh, they want that more of that arched look to there. Um, what can you do from a makeup perspective? So eyebrows are huge now and everybody wants like that thicker um, eyebrow look um, and also a higher arch. So you're just going to use, um, you know, a good eye, um, eyebrow brand, which would be, I would say, Anastasia's uh, eyebrows. They are really good. Um, they have really good products. That's You just basically are drawing your eyebrows out the way you want. And whether it's a higher arch or, you know, a lower arch or just thicker eyebrows, you're basically just drawing that in with a darker color brow pencil. Um, for, for me, for brows, it's going to be sometimes lifting this up with Botox, sometimes lifting this up with surgery and kind of um, working with that. Now, I have a question for you, Renine. Um when someone says they want to see a makeup artist, um, so do they see a makeup artist? Is it usually special occasion for makeup artists or are you doing more education to teach people how to use makeup? So I know a lot of people assume that women know how to use makeup, um, but probably walking around, you probably see women who probably need help, you know? Um, so what is your like ideal client who comes in from, for the makeup artist perspective? So I do my main thing for the past 20 years has been just like special occasions. I've just done, um, you know, weddings. So big bridal parties. 
Um, but nowadays, everybody wants to be a makeup artist. Like everybody wants to know how to do their own makeup or, you know, become a makeup artist. So there's a lot of YouTube out, uh, tutorials out there. And that's how everybody's learning how to do makeup and figuring out what products is best to use. Do you think we're better uh, now with makeup than we were like 10 years ago? Absolutely. Um, you think it's better products, better techniques? What do you think? I think it's better product and technique. Now we have so many different brushes. We have so many different um, tools to use. Um, and um, it, it makes everything so much easier. And it's kind of fun to see how both plastic surgery and makeup both kind of evolving. And uh, we don't get stuck. We see it just sort of using more modern techniques, uh, kind of creating uh, improvements in the face, but still kind of making sure things look natural and, uh, you know, and more attractive. Absolutely. Awesome, Renine. Well, it's so great to have you uh, uh, speaking on our podcast. And Thank you. Um, hopefully, if there's any viewers with any questions, feel free to add them to the comments below and uh, join us every week for our podcast. Thank you.